Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast and day 82 of our journey through the Bible. And we're coming to a new book. We're going to drop an anchor in the book of Joshua. Let's take a look at that today. Well, once again, welcome back. We have made it to the book of Joshua. Think of all the ground that you've covered so far. If you're sticking with it, if you're one of the now 21 reading through the plan with us, maybe you're doing it outside of the plan, maybe you're just following along on the podcast, but still, think of the ground that you've covered. We've covered Genesis, Job. You say, well, what do we jump to Job for? Remember, one of the oldest books of the Bible. written. Live, Job lived during the time period of Abraham. So we looked at Genesis, Job, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and now we have come to Joshua. We are going to, or Israel is going to finally make it to the promised land. And today, I'm going to be brief, spring break mode for me. My kids are in spring break mode. I'm in spring break mode. But I want to tell you today about the promised land. And I just said at the beginning, I said, it's not going to be us, but, but Israel is going to make it to the promised land. But in a way, you can be a part of the promised land. I'm going to explain that here at the end. So today we are discussing the book of Joshua. That's where we've dropped anchor. That's where you that are following along will be reading over the next week, couple weeks. And the author of the book of Joshua is Joshua. Joshua was Moses's military general. He was his assistant. He came up some when we were reading in Exodus and in Deuteronomy course on this podcast for those faithful diehard listeners that are here every week you know i did a four-part series on joshua the man the early the early days the preparations of joshua to become the man whom we know if you if you have if you miss those maybe you're now a faithful podcast listener or maybe you missed those in the past you can go back you have to go back a little ways but you'll find them towards the end of last year 2022 but Joshua wrote this book, and he's writing to, and this caught me when I was just studying it real quick. It almost threw me off a little bit. But he's writing to the third generation Israel here because he went through the promised land with the second generation, and he is recording their conquering of the promised land so that the future generations, and specifically that third generation, would know what happened. And so that made a little more sense. When I first saw that, I was like, whoa, 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 but he's with the second generation, writing to the third generation. But he wrote it to give an account. And the theme of this book is very simply the possession of the land. This is the land promised to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to the, to the Israelites that all started with just the name Israel. Remember when Jacob's name got changed to Israel? We've studied the history of Israel. I had a whole class in that in college. I have a book behind me, probably 400 pages, called The History of Israel which it just hit me, that probably would have been a good book to reference throughout this entire study that I've been doing with you guys, but just now hit me. But that we've been studying the history of Israel, and now they are a, they are a two million plus people, and they're about to go conquer a land that God has given them. A key verse in this, and I didn't open up my Bible, so you may hear, hear me shuffling around here. I should have been more prepared. Like I said, I'm in spring break mode. But uh, matter of fact, I'm in the book of Matthew searching for Joshua. So you can really tell where my head is right now. But in the book of Joshua, a key theme, you if you wanted to take a theme verse, there's a great verse in chapter 24 that we're going to focus on later on in our studies. 
But one key verse is chapter 11, verse 23, when it says, So Joshua took the whole land, according to all the Lord said unto Moses, and Joshua gave it for an inheritance unto Israel, according to their divisions, by their tribes, and the land rested from war. Now you may be saying, uh, why is that a theme verse? Well, I'm not giving you a memory verse, but that is a verse that kind of summarizes this book. It is everything that God promised to Moses, Joshua has accomplished, and he's now going to divide this land to the 12 tribes. Well, who were the 12 tribes? For my people that have been following along on this podcast, the 12 tribes came from the 12 sons of Jacob. Jacob's name got changed to Israel. They make up Israel, and the Israelites is what we end up calling them. And so, throughout this book, the first 12 chapters are going to be the conquest. That's him taking over the land. The chapters 13 through 21 get a little bit more difficult to read. That's more of the just how they're allotting the land. To get They get some long chapters of names and numbers of people. Kind of will remind you back of the book of some of the numbers and some of... Uh, maybe Exodus, but it's it's them dividing this land. It's it's Israel today, and it's them getting this this special land. You know, people fight modern day today. They fight over that land still. Remember a few years ago, there was a line. I should know this, but I'm just on the cuff here. But there was a line, and some of, some of them over there in the Middle East wanted, said, that's our land, and Israel saying, no, that's actually our land. And it is Israel's land, by the way. And, it, and America sided with Israel, thankfully. Always the best bet to do, since they're God's chosen people. But they're still fighting over the land today. Um, but then the last chapters, 22 and 24, some great chapters we're going to get into. But it's Joshua's farewell. He ran a good race, fought a good fight, and it's his farewell. And there's some challenges to this next generation in there. Because this third generation, ah, boy, I don't want to foreshadow too much in the book of Judges. But when we get to Judges, what a stark contrast from the book of Joshua. Matter of fact, I, I, I can't teach through Judges, and I have, without telling you and reminding you, this crowd, about Joshua. Because this book of Joshua is all about victory. There's going to be a few defeats, but boy, it's all about victory. Judges is depressing. It's about defeat. And we're going to compare and contrast when we get there um, in a little bit. But that's that third generation that Josh was trying to warn now. So some key words. If you're going to notice some key words in this as you're reading. You're going to notice the word possession come up, inheritance come up, land, covenant. Those are just some words that you're going to read. because, And we've finished now. We've transitioned. We've went from the first five books. That's the Pentateuch, the law. Those are the first five books written by Moses. Now, our first book not written by Moses, Joshua, and we are now in the historical books. We're going to get some history and we're going to get some action. Although there's plenty of action, early Exodus and Genesis, but it's Israel possessing their land and we're going to start to get into that. But I want to, I want to kind of wrap up today because I could go into, uh, and maybe we will on later podcasts, but I don't know if we'll get into the early ones, so maybe just say this because we're going to cover this today. Technically, I'm recording this a day early, but today, for you guys listening to it on Thursday, uh, we're going to see in Joshua chapter number two, 
And Moses sending spies into the land. And notice he didn't send 12 this time because that didn't go well for them 40 years before. He sends a couple spies into the land and they meet a lady named Rahab. Rahab was not an Israelite, but she became a believer. She was a Gentile, but she became a believer. She placed her faith in Jehovah, in the God that we serve. And great picture there. Rahab actually ends up in the lineage of Jesus Christ, if I remember right. I'm all of a sudden fact-checking my mind. But you guys fact-check that because you're reading through it. But just amazing, amazing thoughts there. I'm actually really second-guessing my thought that I just said there. There was something about it. I know Ruth ends up in the lineage of Jesus I don't think that Rahab does. That's why you don't go off the cuff without looking something up. But at least I'm going to self-check that. I'm not even going to edit that. I'm going to self-check it, research it, maybe follow up in a newsletter that I skipped this week or else because I'm still in spring break mode. There would be no way unless, depending on who she married. She may be though. I should fact check myself right here on the podcast and go over to the book of Matthew and find it out. Maybe I will while I'm giving you these final thoughts. But the final thoughts are so good. So let me get into the final thoughts. I am turning to Matthew, though. You can't see. So final thoughts is this about this book. Have you guys ever heard a psalm, people talking about the promised land, and uh, they, they, they want to, they're talking about the promised land and crossing into that promised land. And as they're saying that, they are referring to the promised land as, as if it is heaven. But the promised land isn't heaven. Now, I know that's going to upset maybe some of you that listen to songs like, I really like this song. I don't have a problem with the songs. That's fine. But the promised land was never a picture of heaven. Because in heaven, there's no defeat. And we're going to see Joshua and his armies get defeated. In heaven, it's all victory. You know, so what is then the promised land a picture of? The promised land is a picture of the victorious Christian life, the spirit-filled life. It's a life of victory. It's a life where that God has promised that, that in Jesus Christ, he says, you have life and that you may have life more abundantly. That is the life that, that we're supposed to have as a modern-day Christian. That's why I said that the tease at the very beginning. I said, you can have a part of the promised land. Well, you're not literally going to be a part of the promised land. That's Israel's over there today. But spiritually, you and I are supposed to be living in victory in the promises of God. I highlighted a few thoughts here. It, and one person said this, many believers spend their lives wandering through the wilderness, remaining in their old ways and never being allowed to experience the promised land. Well, what do you mean by that? The promised land being the place of victory over Satan, the provision from the Lord. Now, you diehard podcast listeners, you're listening to me on Sundays as well as we talk about the book of Romans. I am going, I already have loved this study when I've taught it before. I'm so excited for you guys. When I say victorious Christian life, when I say the spirit filled life, when I say victory over Satan, none of that is in and of our own strength. All of that is a benefit of being a child of God. Because when Jesus died, was buried, and rose again, he was victorious over sin and death. Many people would nod their head at that and say, yes, sin died. We're going to heaven now because of that. But they forget that God not only was victorious over the penalty of our sin, and in one day in heaven, the presence of our sin, but also the power of of our sin right this very moment. You may be sitting there in your car listening to this podcast, struggling with anger and bitterness. 
God has given you victory. It's available to you. You don't have to struggle. Victory is available to you. The promised land of victory is available to you. Just like it was the promises of this land were all available to Joshua. There was one time when he's going to get defeated. And we're going to see why and we're going to learn a lesson in that. The reason he got defeated is he did what a lot of us do. And he failed to claim the promises of God. And we'll get to that. I tell you what, to be honest, you're going to be reading that before we even get to it. I'm going to have to probably cover it next Thursday on the podcast because it's going to go too fast. But that is the promised land you can have a part of. Now, I'm in Matthew. All right. I'm not going to let this die. We're going to go back together. Let's read through this genealogy real quick. This is me thinking out loud instead of just stopping the podcast. Abraham beget Isaac. We knew that. Isaac beget Jacob. We knew that. Jacob beget Judas and his brother. And then Judas beget Perez and Sarah and Tephar and Perez beget Esram and all these names and Aram. And Aram beget Solomon were already to Boaz. I don't know. I may have led you astray there. I probably just lost some followers. I may have said the wrong thing. Well, that's all right. I think you understand spring break mode. But the most beautiful thing of the truth is, the truth of the matter, and by the way, I haven't been posting on Facebook, but I will if I go back and read that I was right. But here's the beautiful thing. God saw this woman in Jericho. He saw that though she was a harlot, she trusted him. And he sent men into her place to tell her about Jehovah. She believed and God accepted her. He didn't reject her. He didn't condemn her. Her sins condemned her. But the grace of God forgave her. And she's mentioned still today, thousands of years later, possibly in the lineage of Christ. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. But she's mentioned still today because of her faith even though she was a harlot, even though she was a Gentile, she placed her faith in God. Aren't you thankful for the graciousness of God? Aren't you thankful for the faithfulness of God? What a wonderful truth that is. So, hey, thank you for being a part of this spring break episode. Thank you for being forgiving to me, long-suffering with me. And I want everybody to go grab a study Bible, go grab your Bible, grab a commentary, find out where I'm either, if I'm way off the tracks or if I was right, either way, it's going to cause us to study the Bible. And that's what this podcast is all about. So thank you for listening. Have a great, wonderful day. Looking forward to the book of Joshua. I want to know your thoughts. Feel free to send me an email. Feel free to uh, send me a message on social media, whatever you got to do. What are you thinking about the book of Joshua as you dive into it? I think it's going to be a great book. So have a great week. We'll talk to you on Sunday as we get into Romans, the second part of Romans. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get dirty. We're dealing with sin, but it's going to be Sunday, Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 18. Be there for it. It'll be posted on Sunday afternoon. Have a great week. Okay, guys, I'm sorry that I'm back because I couldn't let it die. And I should have stuck with my gut. Stuck with my training. Yes. I'm so even ashamed. I'm even embarrassed to come back. Yes, Rahab was in the lineage. Because Rahab married a man named Solomon. It was the father of Boaz. And Boaz and Ruth, who I mentioned Ruth, had Obed. Obed had Jesse. Jesse had David. Brad, Brad, Brad. I'm telling you. 
I've got four kids in my house. I've got two dogs in my house. It, it is it, two of those kids are teenagers. I'm actually I'm having a great week. It's actually super fun, but uh, I couldn't leave that hanging. Yes, Rahab is. And to be honest with you, that's what's so amazing about the Bible. Sometimes there's some things you just overlook or forget or you have brain fog. And then when you're reminded of it again and you look at those names, how awesome is it? How awesome is it? Because she she was a nobody in Jericho going to be wiped out. Going to be wiped out. And she ended up in the lineage of the Savior of the world. It's actually almost got me in tears as I sit here late at night thinking about it. So anyways, I couldn't leave you hanging. I hope some of you stuck around to the very end because I had to correct myself. Have a great week.